the human who listens to this podcast will be informed of intriguing stories. The human who listens to this podcast is cautioned that they will become addicted to this podcast after 6 minutes and 30 seconds. The human who listens to this podcast is cautioned that they will hear adult language, mature situations, apple-obsessed shinigamis, barefoot sweet-loving detectives, megalomaniac genius prodigy students, and mass genocides of evil. The human who listens to this has been cautioned and advised. I'll take a potato chip and eat it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sparkin' Manga Review. Some podcasts and very reviews about connected dance narratives. This is your host Zan saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hello, it is Jackie. Back again forever. Can't get rid of me. How's everybody? What's up? Yes, we're so happy and good because we've had so many good things and... Things have been awesome since the last episode, especially because My Hero Academia is up to episode five, and it's amazing. Yay! It is such a good adaptation. It is so awesome. And also, I love the music that they use when he uses his powers. Yeah, I have so many good things coming out of it, so I'm happy. I just hope it's not like get like fan-obsessed. But Have you been watching not, it? Not as much as I should. Or just watching me post clips about it and going, squee! <laughs> um, I'm not going to disclose that information. Maybe, maybe not. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Uh, so, also, this episode is going to be pretty cool because this is after my sojourn into that faraway place, which is called Anime Fan Fest in Somerset, New Jersey. The con, which is going to be taking the place of Anime Next in Somerset. And I will say this right now, before we go any further, I do not like the layout of this con. Wait, you don't like Fan Fest layout? Listen to this. When was the last time you were at Anime Next? Um, like four years ago. Okay, do you remember the layout, how it was? Where were the panels? Weren't the panels, like, all in the one hotel? Exactly. They were were in both hotels. The game room was in another hotel. And then the con had the dealer's room and then the two big concert areas. That's it, right? Right. Everything is in the G-sec at this con. So everything's in the one section? In that, yes. Yeah. So you have six panel rooms. Uh... like super crowded it isn't it's not good there's six panel rooms and some other stuff i was not i personally i was it was okay but the layout is terrible you can hear the entire review in our next con review which we're gonna be doing another day we'll probably do that next week after i actually go because this is coming out next week first before any further if you're listening for the first time remember you can check out any of our earlier episodes at spirekin.com Yep, uh, we're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Vine, and we're going to have YouTube videos soon. Great, you get to see my ugly face. 
Why do you keep saying that? You are not ugly. You are not a potato. You are not horrible. Do I have to show you the one girl who got in trouble at the con for dressing up as Sailor Moon? And she was definitely not Sailor Moon appropriate? Uh, No, it's okay. Even though there is no problem. We're not body shaming. Just some people really should not, just because of reason, shouldn't wear costumes that aren't their size. But that's for another day. Too slutty? No, it just, it it didn't look good. good. Okay. But that's for that's for a topic for another day. We've talked about this several times about body image and whatnot. Also, Jen Perez from Perez Place has talked about this on several occasions on her not podcast. On her Google Hangout. That's it, exactly. But we're on all those things. We also have our manga review, our movie review, our game review, all the other podcasts. And more importantly than that, we have all the cons we're going to be going at. The next con for us is Anime Next. And for White Duck events slash J Cosmography, there is a mysterious event happening maybe sometime in Long Island. We can't give the details out too much. Well, we can on here. I can on here. Well, I've kind of already did. May 13th at 8 p.m. Lizard Lounge in Bohemia. So that will be tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, And then May 27th at... 8 p.m. It will be in Hopog. Yeah, May 27th. It's I know it's right when X Men comes out. I might do like karaoke and then we all go see X Men. Oh, that's I might, cool. I might do that. I don't know yet. We'll see. Yep. Also, we did talk about the other lovely events that happened to all the other consoles. We did an episode for that awesome superhero movie, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> but yeah. let's get to the part everyone has been waiting for. And what do I mean? What we're talking about today. So we have to talk about this amazing, great, and wonderful series that since 2008, when we started this podcast, people have demanded and asked that we talk about. 2008? Holy Because this is a very popular cosplay series, and it still is a good series. And the fact they're making a live-action adaptation... Oh yeah, now we should probably talk about that, because the live-action coming out. This is like the third live-action... Well, Netflix has gotten the rights for it, so so this is super popular. There is lots of discussion on how this should be adapted. There's even a musical based on this. A musical. Yeah, about that. All right. That's um scary. Well, it's got a Broadway producer who worked on Phantom working on it. What? Yeah. No. Uh, Frank Wilhorn, who worked on Phantom, is doing the music. Because it was originally composed in English. And there's no English language production announced yet. Well, then. That that actually... Okay. I could sort of get on board with that. Also, interestingly enough, this series has won the Eagle Award for Favorite Manga in the UK. It's also won the Osamu Tezuka Cultural Prize. It's Well, it was nominated for. It was nominated for the American Anime Awards. It was nominated for the 2008 Eisner Awards. It's been adapted to the American Library Association's Great graphic novels for top teen, top tens in 2007. And it is beloved by so many people and hated by a lot of people as well because of the fans who are ridiculous. I was going to say, reading it, it's great, but I was seriously turned off by the fans. That's really it. It's the fans. It is. And also the manga is so crucial to showing how different the mangas can be and also this has caused a lot of controversy since several schools have banned students from having the MacGuffin of the series in school even to this day there's been 
controversy over that. Also, there's a couple of video games based on it, too. Really? And several live-action movies and an anime, which is acclaimed and still on Netflix. So let's get to the nitty-gritty basic stuff about it, which is that this was created and written by Oba Sugumi. It was published by Suisha, meaning that over here we had it released by Viz Media! It is a shonen series, surprisingly, which I'm a little shocked at. A weekly Shonen Jump released it. It was 2003 or 2006. We got it over here around 2007. There are 12 volumes, several light novels, an anime series, and it was shown on Cartoon Network. Really? That I didn't... Wow. Yeah, Cartoon Network showed this. That's what pushed its popularity to be so amazing. Yeah. And this is classified as an occult detective psychological thriller. Would you agree? Yeah, oh yeah. No, I can totally see that. Now, to... Before we say the title, this is essentially a huge story of a cat and mouse story between two people. I guess we'll be reviewing Death Note. Yay! And and suddenly... The screams erupt from the shadows and people start falling out of their chairs and screaming your name and... Oh, I was going to go with the Obi-Wan joke. The And suddenly, throughout the universe, you felt a sudden shudder. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so if you've never heard of Death Note, I'm, well, actually the scary thing is a lot of people have not heard of Death Note because this is, like we said, this came out in 2003, so that's over a decade ago. Oh my god, don't make me feel old. And in cosplay time, that's even further. I mean, how many series have gone past this one? Yeah, you don't even really see too many cosplayers, because everybody used to cosplay L because it was so easy. L or Light or Misa, and now you don't. Right. And so, long story short, if you've never heard of this, it's about this kid named Light Yagami. And he's so smart that he doesn't really care about too much. Like, being smart comes easy to him. Yeah, he's on the track to be the best possible, going to the best schools. Everything's going to be amazing. His little sister looks up to him. His parents think he's going to do great. His, his father is a chief inspector in the police. His mom is a housewife, and life is pretty good for him. And he's going to become an inspector like his dad. And one day, he looks outside his window in class, and he sees a black book on the floor. Doesn't it, like, appear? Doesn't it, like, magically appear? It looks like it magically appeared. Well, in the anime, it actually there's this whole scene of it falling to the ground. And in live action, it's a whole magical scene of it. So it's kind of up to our interpretation. But the book appears. Okay. And, and he's like, Ooh. What is this? I'm going to go look at it. Yep. And he opens it up and it's in English. Him being the super genius he is, he's able to read it and it says, Death Note. How to use it. The human whose name is written in this note shall die. Stipulations to it. Yeah. And it's like this note will not take effect unless the writer has the person's face in their mind while writing his or her name. Therefore, people sharing the same name will not be affected. If the cause of death is written within 40 seconds of writing the person's name, it will happen. If the cause of death is not specified, the person will simply die of a heart attack. After writing the cause of death, details of the death should be written in the next 6 minutes and 40 seconds. And at first he sees this and is like, this has got to be a joke. Forget about it. Right. But he doesn't throw it away. And I would say he has, not like an epiphany, but he's so smart that he figures out what he can do to save the world from evil from behind closed doors. He thinks he's doing the world a service. 
he becomes power hungry with this ability after testing out and finding out, yeah, this works. This actually will work in a very noble way because there's a guy who's holding a bunch of kids hostage and he uses it. And then later on, there's a kid in his class who's causing problems and he writes the kid's name. And the kid gets crushed by a car. Yeah, it was like a dump truck or something. Oh, yeah, because he was hitting on the one chick or whatever. And yeah. so he figures out, I'll be the god of the new world. I will save the innocent by purging all the villains. And then the most interesting character, actually the first character we meet, shows up. How do you say his name? Ryuk? Yep, Ryuk. Ryuk, who's the Shinigami, is like super bored and is like, I guess I should go like look for my notebook because it's somewhere. And then he finds light and he's like oh crap you figured out how to use it and there's a lot of names in this notebook and oh well this is a little bit more than i expected he's very happy about this because the fact is that we find out that the shinigami in this world they don't care anymore they used to be beautiful amazing beings and they've become bored over time they've been stagnant humans stop worshiping them so their world is barren they become horrific looking and they're bored they don't care if people write in their books or do their stuff. Every time someone writes in a book, whatever the percentage left is on their actual life counter, the Shinigami gets that. Right. So pretty much every time Light kills somebody, Ryuk gets a power-up. Yeah. And he just doesn't care. He's like, you can do what you want. You picked up the book until you die or give it up. <laughs> it's yours. Right, right. He's like, have fun, kid. I'm just going to watch you and see what happens, because, like I said, I'm bored. Yeah, and... I see he's like, ooh, this is fun. This is something to do, and I, I can, like, hang out in the human world and watch this kid get power hungry. Every time he thinks the kid is going to repent or something, the kid gets worse, and he's like, oh my god, this is getting so horrible. I love it. Yeah. And what is it? What is it? <laughs> so interesting. Yeah, because he's getting just. It's like watching a car accident. You're like, oh my god, the car accident happened. Oh, did anybody die? Oh, really? Well, uh, uh, I should be concerned. Be nice. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that. I know. So as this is going on, eventually the government realizes that something's wrong here because a bunch of criminals are dying of a heart attack in a short period of time. So I think that someone's either poisoning them or something. So they eventually convene, and the World Council figures out, we need to figure out who's doing this and why they're doing it. Exactly. And in comes in our other protagonist, L. L. L is a mysterious super sleuth that no one has ever seen. The only way that you know about him is that his contact, Watsuki, shows up with a laptop with the letter L on it, and he speaks to them through the computer. And yeah. he solves he crimes. Yeah. He's, like, invisible. You don't actually know what he looks like or anything. Later on, you do find out his whole scenario, but it is what it is. And he is just dark, and he wants to find the infamous Kira, because Kira is... He, he says, it's a noble cause what you're doing, but it's not right. Justice has to prevail. Right. And the rest of the story is El is trying to catch Kira, and Kira, Light, is trying to outsmart and get... L, and it's a power struggle between these two. They keep going back and forth, and they're like they get really close, and you know, it's it's almost like one step forward, two steps back. And even to the point where they're working together in person, and they both know each other's the person. But I say I can't prove it, but I know you're this person, and when I do, I'm going to take you justice, or I'm going to kill you. Right. And meanwhile, Ryuk is laughing at the whole situation. He's being neutral. He's like, look, 
I'm not rooting for you or L. I'm just here because of fun and you have the book. When all this is over, I'm writing your name in that book. And I'll kind of help you out if you bribe me, but I'm not going to go too crazy. Right, right. So it's like a, a compromise, so to speak? It's a, yeah, it's a, they have an arrangement going on. Deadly arrangement. And then later on it gets even more disturbing when a second death note falls to the earth and it's by a girl who's in love with Kira whose oh name God. is Misa and the, the Shinigami she has protects her because he likes her and then it gets even more crazy when you have another detective show up and over... people are just le- dying left and right Yeah, this series is surprisingly sophisticated and it's addictive because you really want to see what happens. It's like Monster, where it's that mystery where you want to know what's happening in that political story. Like, you could see this being made into a live-action TV show, and it would work totally. Like the Japanese castle, almost. Yeah, but even if you remade it for the Americans, if they kept Ryuk, it would be perfect. They said they want to get rid of Ryuk, but keep Ryuk. He makes it interesting because he's the, the neutral character. Right, right. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. But it's such an engaging story that has the audience. You're on your knees the entire time. You're on pins and needles, like wondering, is this when Light is going to get caught? Or is this when L is going to give up? Right. I wonder, ooh, they're getting close. They're getting, oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, it's good. It's very, um, yeah, it's intriguing. I, But like I said, or we both kind of agreed on, it's such an intriguing story, and it's almost a shame that we're getting to it now. The fans, the fans, I think, kind of ruined it. They did kind of ruin it, because they went too far into it, and they overhyped it and oversaturated it. It's like what happened with Bleach and Naruto. They just oversaturated the market, and you're like, I don't want to read this. I mean, it's a great story. It's a great manga. It's a great anime, but it was oversaturated. But it's good that we have had time to palate cleanse, because it is a good story. Right, now we can, like, now, because of this podcast, people are going to go back and get into it again. Yes, because now you can get it in the nice hardcover box look, which is really nice. All the nice stuff. Yeah, exactly. Here's the really twisted part. There's an original version of this. The original pilot was that Ryuk actually lost the Death Note, and it was found by a 13-year-old boy who didn't know how to read English, and he used it as a journal. The fuck? No, he's, he says it, and he doesn't know. He's like, I know the word note. I think it's a notebook. It's, I want a diary, so I'll use this. And he was bullied by kids, so he writes, I was bullied today by these two bullies, put their name down, and he's like, maybe this will make me feel better. And then the next day, guess what? They're dead. Yep. But here's the cool part. When he meets Ryuk, Ryuk explains the situation, what happened, and he gives him something else, which is not in the original version. He gives him the death eraser. The death eraser, if the body hasn't been cremated or buried yet, and you erase the name, they come back to life. The hell? That's, like, so cheating. Well, okay, no, well, that means that I can see that, because the kid didn't know what he was doing. Exactly, he didn't know, he was just being a kid who didn't understand it, and he gave him okay. a way to fix the problem, and it was not as bad, even though the end is that there's a third death note, because even though he said he had two, there's a third one around, and that guy's evil, too. Oh my god. I like the way it's a more happy version of the story, even though the other one was so much more... Like this one, the the rules weren't written in the book. It was very different. Yeah, sometimes the morbid is better. Especially with the way this ends, because it is... uh, You think that the spoiler rule enacts for this? 
Do you? That's a good question. So it's been 10 years and you may have been spoiled. If not, just stop the podcast now, read Death Note, get into it. And once you're finished with it, finish the podcast. All right, we're warning you in the next, or you could skip ahead three minutes. So from right now, three minutes ahead, we'll be to the next part. But so three, two, one, we're spoiling. I think the ending for this is very satisfying because it is Ryuk writing Light's name in the death note and just finishing him when he's been caught, when everyone knows it's him. I think that it's a satisfying ending because there is no happy ending for this. There's no good ending for Light. Well, yeah, I mean, he kind of deserves it, too. He kind of sees it coming, and regardless of whether it was right or wrong, he did kill all those people. And eventually he's killing people who don't deserve to die. Police officers, federal agents, his own father he does it to. Yeah, so he's, yeah, he gets, he loses his mind, quite literally loses his mind. So I think it's, I think that would be Ryu taking the right step in in that direction. And it's interesting that because he wrote in the book, they tell him that he his soul is forfeit. He's not going to heaven or hell. That's the punishment. Right. So I like that he has his just desserts. Now, what do you think about the art style? It's good. Actually, it's very good. I enjoy it. It's easy to read. It's easy to look at. I get the image clearly. I get the, the general idea of what's going on. So I actually, for an art style, I really enjoy it. I like it because you could see that detail where it's just a little not perfect and it adds to it. Also, I love the way it depicts the Shinigami world, which is so desolate and dark and deranged yeah. and spooky. Yeah, I like the pre, pre-computer art style. Also, they, Light is a... Well, yeah, no, he's got cute eyes. When when the shots come up of him, like, smiling and getting that, like, sadistic smile, I'm like... All right, you're attractive. Yeah. And also, I, I like how they draw L once he's revealed himself, where he's all hunched over and all that craziness that he does. Because he is a very memorable character, even though he's really bizarre. You do wonder what the hell is wrong with him. Well, it's either wrong or right, because he's apparently a really good detective. So I would go with the, the mental illness. I don't want to get that. That's possible. Or he could be like Sherlock Holmes, where Sherlock Holmes was an opium addict. It's just that's his way. His brain is so intelligent. He has to process it through other ways. True. This is, yes, that's good. I, I was going to say probably like, like a high functioning Asperger's or something. Hmm. Like he doesn't look it, and I can't imagine him actually doing that. Maybe because he's addicted to sugar. Maybe that's his. that's his. He's so smart. He needs sugar to process everything. That's a possibility. I like that thought. Fans, what do you guys think? That's a question for the day. Is L's intelligence powered by his sugar, or is it something else? The more sugar he has, the smarter he gets. Maybe. It's possible. It's possible. It'd be fucked up, but it's possible. It is. Now... The story we've talked about, the arts that I've talked about now, we could go into the theological aspects of this, like the fact that this interpretation of Shinigami is very different than other adaptations. Like, you look at the Shinigami from Princess Mononoke, the god who gives life and takes life, or the Shinigami from Bleach. They're doing their job. They're noble. Yeah, totally it's different. Very different, because these Shinigami just don't care. They're not doing their job for most of the time. They say... If we write down names, we're considered working too hard. They just want to, like, die. 
and just gamble. They gamble their lives away because no one cares. No one respects them. Charles Dunbar from Study of Anime, at Study of Anime on Twitter, has an entire panel about the death and the afterlife and talks about this in great detail. I highly recommend if you see him at a con, check it out. It is worth it to hear about his take on the Shinigami in this universe because they are an interesting addition and it's an interesting analysis of them. And we are not qualified, unfortunately. I would love to go into that, but I'm slightly thanthophobic, as we all know. So talking about death kind of gives me a little bit of this. Well, it can be a peaceful thing. It can be, but do you really think that the way the Shinigamis do it is peaceful? I mean, it's what's default? You're going to have a heart attack. Yeah, no. But it is a good way to, like, calm your mind about it. I mean, I get into, like, that fantasy thing and be like, all right, if Shinigami are real, then this, this, this. And it's like, that's cool. I can go with that thought. And then it makes everything a little more peaceful. That is a good way to think about it. I just... I don't know. It's just the fact that what is default? You're going to have a horrible heart attack. And in the original pilot, he had to write down, I don't want to be hurt, so I want a peaceful death. So he, like, falls asleep. It's every death in this is gruesome. There's no happy, simple, it's you see them look like they're in agony as they die. Yeah. Well, that's the style. That's the... That's the point. It's supposed to not be a happy thing because it's not the death note is not a happy thing and we're not going to talk about what people would do if they had death notes because the wrong person would get it and then stupid shit would happen see my problem is i kind of agree with light if i had a death note i would kill all the bad people because it's very boondock saints like and i was like if i had the badassery enough to do that i would totally do it yeah, but he goes beyond the Boondock Saints, because the Boondock Saints, they don't kill everybody, not all the criminals, just the ones who are truly bad. Light goes out to kill, eventually he doesn't care if you do anything that's against his will. Okay, well yeah, that's, like, I would go to, like, I'd get all the files of, like, the death row inmates and stuff and just let them die in their sleep or whatever and just like kill them off just right the punishment fits the grind like a guy who's a who's a serial rapist gets his ass explodes and shoots out poop <laughs> yeah okay but i think yeah I, that's what i would do I, I would probably take it easy but i would get rid of the evil okay so i my feeling is that no one has the right even though it would be a good thing because who knows what ripple effects would have if you did get rid of the evil because also evil is completely subjective and to the eye of the beholder. I mean, from a certain point of view, if a man breaks into a store to steal bread to provide for his family, he's technically evil, but he's providing for his family. Like, no, I wouldn't go that far to, like, kill somebody like that. You know, or a person who kills someone because the person got away with murder, literally like that movie with Samuel Jackson where he killed the rapist who raped his daughter. The one where he's like... Yes, I deserve to die, and I hope to burn in hell! Yeah, um... But where is that line? It becomes very... Okay, yeah, I can see that. So, besides this theological debate, which we could go on for several hours, let's go past that to now, who's your favorite character? Who's your MVP for this? My MVP? Oh, lord. Um... Are you gonna go with the fangirls? Or are you gonna go with the crazies? Or are you gonna go with someone completely different? I have my favorite. I don't know. I guess my MVP would be Ryuk, because 
he's so bored and he's watching this and he's neutral and he's like this is so fun this is interesting and i love seeing what's gonna happen and so far like his it's weird to say that he has such a personality i agree because like while he is charismatic the defining character trait of him is that he's trying to be good but it turns him being evil He's just like, he says he's good, but he's not. He is calculating to an insane degree. Yeah. I mean, it is cruel what he does to these people, like tricking people to give away their names so he could kill them. And it's just like, dude, do you have a soul? But meanwhile, Ryuk just doesn't care. And he just, he's right. so lazy about it. And just, I love that when he's, he's being blackmailed, he's all pissed off. He's like, come on, can't we play Mario Kart? It's been a while. Oh, wait, there's cameras in here, aren't there? Gotcha. Yeah. But he's evil, but he's got that childish wonder, which is interesting. Right. He's cold and calculating, yet childish and immature. I hate to say this, but if they make a live action with Ryuk, which I hope they do and it's not CG, you know who I'd want to see play Ryuk? And this is what I hate about it, because I don't think this guy should do a lot more different characters. Johnny Depp. Um... He'd be a good Ryuk, but it'd be another weird character for him. And I think he should stick to like non-crazy weirdos, like more like his character in Ninth Gate and what is that other one? And uh, uh, Secret Window. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's my feelings. I think he should play Ryuk because I think he's weird enough where he could pull that off, where he could be sinister but nice. Yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I wonder. Well, I guess that should be. Well, you only do one question, but... I mean, who else? Would would you have the dead man do it? Yeah, uh, I don't know who else would play it. Imagine the dead man doing it. Oh, God. Undertaker? Yeah. No, he's not, like, animated enough. Who would Kane be better? Like, Kane, when he broke into that, uh, that claw machine to get it for the kids? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I have, to, I have to think about that. If it's a wrestler, maybe Eddie Guerrero, but Eddie Guerrero died. Viva la raza! <laughs> My baby. My Eddie. CM Punk. Nah, nah, CM Punk's too clean, too... You need someone who's dirty. Gold dust? No. Nah, maybe. maybe. No. Well, actually, alright. So, I'll put two-part question. Question one was, is L's brain powered by candy? And question number two... And remember, you could answer this on the iTunes page. Give us a star like. I would appreciate it. Or you could do it on the actual page for this episode in the comments. Uh, Whoever gets the funniest answer, we will mention it and send you a manga. Or a video game code, because we got some cool video games coming out. Awesome. Comment below. Okay. uh, And the other question is, like we said, who do you think could play Ryuk in a live-action adaptation? And everyone's like, oh, make him CG. You don't have to make him CG. You just have to make him look weird enough. Yeah, I think with technology and makeup effects and stuff, you could do that without going full CG. Yeah, I mean, and and not Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis, we know, could pull it off, but that'd be a CG character. Right. He can't, we can't cheat CG characters like that. What about Tom Hanks? <laughs> what the hell? That, no. Him playing no. a villain would be interesting. Morgan Freeman. He actually plays a good villain. Yes, he does. He plays a awesome villain. But I could see him as one of the other Shinigami, the more older Shinigami, but we'd have to he see. He is the voice of God. He is the voice of God. 
And I was like, if he's like a Shinigami, how like messed up and like awesome would that be? On a side note, in our month of demons, devils, and the devilish Mr. Nick, when we get to that, you know who the last person to play the devil was? Morgan Freeman? Will Smith. What? And he does a good job as it because he plays him really well. Like you see him very well. Actually, this isn't including TV shows. We're not talking about Lucifer from Fox. We're talking about in, in film, not on TV, because Lucifer is that's different. Also, in Preacher, they have a guy playing Lucifer. But Will Smith was the last theatrical actor to play uh, the devil in a movie. Huh. I did not know that. Yes. So. We should get to that part they've all been waiting for. And what are we talking about? We are talking about the rating. So for those who don't know, we have a five-point rating scale. It's not numbers. It's not letters. What is it? Can we do apples? Well, that's what's going to be for the bar from a friend. But they're phrases. So our lowest phrase is take it to a priest, purify it, then burn it and piss on the ashes. Second lowest is going to be typical reading material at your local correction facility or psychiatric institute. Get from your crazy Aunt Muriel's next up. Then borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered apple-flavored Pocky. And all the way at the top is really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't read this now, your brain will freeze, your eyes will open, your soul will be forfeit to the great Zomo Gustar. Because Zomo Gustar is amazing. And he is better than Shinigami because he was a, a monster that was made up by a character. Nice. I just love it. It's like, it's like so you worship Zomo Gustar. Where is he from? I made him up! My imagination. And then Zoma Gustar gives her powers, which is the worst part. You're like, wait a minute. She made him up. How is she getting powers from him? That's awesome. Oh, Slayers. I want to do a Slayers episode. I really do. But that's for the anime review. Speaking of which, uh, well, anime is for next time. Uh, so where in our, where would you give this? What would you give this out of our ratings? Um, I would borrow it and I would hold it ransom i would take it and not give it back unless i had apple okay it's borrowed from a friend so what dropped it from really 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 fucking cool them damn mother effing fans on the mother effing con floor okay i (laughs) would agree i'm giving this a bar from a friend and not because it's not good it's really good I do enjoy it, but the fact is, it is such a nihilistic ending, and it's a dark ending. There's no light in this story. The main character is named Light, but there's no positivity to it. There isn't going to be a happy ending here. It's not like they're going to come back. It's not like, this is a dark story, and it gets really dark, and you need something happy afterwards. Like a piece of cake! Yes, like a piece of cake, or a potato chip. Or a potato chip. Oh, man. That, that meme is so stupid. Yeah, so I have to give this that. It just... It's, <laughs> it's, it is a good series, and I do enjoy it, and I like the anime. It's just that I... And I like some dark series. There's some series I really like. I love... Well, I'm not going to justify the dark series I do enjoy, but this one just doesn't have enough happiness in it. It doesn't have something that cleans the palate. Now, you can disagree with me and say, oh, I'm completely 100% wrong. And I respect that. I say it's a great series. I do. It's just, for me, personally, I don't think that it's it gets perfect. It's good. It's really good. But it's not amazing. Okay, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. If you disagree, email us. I'm at zansparkin.com or lunaboton007 at gmail.com. Yes, send me emails. I like emails. I like having 
people show me love. We should change your name to Botan. And then I should just make it Botan at Spyrokin.com. You could do that. But it's too late. We already said Jackie with an X. So it will probably be Jackie at Spyrokin.com. That's okay. It goes with your name. Well, we will probably make that up soon. So, uh, with that in mind, happier news. Besides that, we're both working on cool cosplay projects coming up. What is your next cosplay project that you're working on? Um, It's not really like a project, but I am buying it. Don't judge me. Uh, it is handmade, but somebody is selling it. Um, I will debut Polo from Spice and Wolf at Anime Next. Are you getting that special wig, the that light blonde one? I'm not sure yet. I'm looking at several. I have one that's going to work best for me. I'm getting ears and a tail made. I'm going to get everything as custom as I can. And hopefully I will be debuting that at Anime Next. And uh, it's also in the works to get a Victorian TARDIS dress commissioned that or- will probably be debuted at Comic-Con. I thought that was going to be debate, debuted at our BBC event happening in July. Yeah, it's not going to be done by then. Like, that's I don't even think it's going to be done by October. Um, so if it's not done by October, it will be done by either Katsu or MAGFest around that area. I don't know yet, but it will be done in the next 12 months. I have a couple other ideas. I'm putting a few things together. I just don't have the space to put them. And I did make up a dash play on spot 40 bucks so that's on my cosplay list as well so yay what about you that is pretty cool well for me i am finally finishing my redesign for death come from death parade i also am working on my firo cosplay from bacchano the problem was the suit's a little expensive you know at olive green yeah. I do have a Lawrence costume that I'm working on, but the problem is that I'd need a hollow for that. Oh, look, you have one. What a coincidence. I don't know, because you may have two Lawrences, and that doesn't work. Well, no, I can walk around with you for doing the panels and stuff, and then I have the other one for, like, chilling at the bar and, like, casinos and stuff. Well, I think actually for Anime Next, uh, Firo's going to be it. I'm going to go as Firo and that. Because think about it, 1920s gambler. Uh, yeah. Problem is with Deckham, I'd love to wear him at Anime Next. But the problem is that he's a bartender. So people are going to think I'm a bartender at a casino. That ain't all a bad thing, my friend. Not really. When they, when they say, hey, you're supposed to be on duty. I'm like, dude, I'm not working. I don't work here. <laughs> I think they can figure it out. But yes, I can see where that's. Well, that's why I stopped wearing uh, uh, Schrodinger. With the world today, I'd freaking get shot if I wore my Schrodinger. So, yeah. Schrodinger is pretty tough. Um, the other cosplay I'm working on, which is going to not be done until next year, I'm still working on it, is I am working on my favorite Tezuka character. I'm working on Blackjack. Yeah, on Blackjack. I should have, damn it, I knew that. I knew it. The only problem is that the cape is insanely expensive. The cape and the Victorian clothes are really hard to get a hold of. The wig isn't that hard. I found the wig finally after months. I feel like the only other person I know that likes Blackjack. Nobody else has ever heard of it or likes it. That's weird. I freaking love it. 
I know some of you who love Blackjack, and it's an acquired taste. Like I said in the Blackjack review all the way back in episode 87, but I had to grow into Blackjack, because Blackjack is a series that you have to grow into, but it is amazing. Well, see, I liked it right away. I don't have to, like, grow into it. Mm. For a new series, someone said I should cosplay as Sakamoto from Sakamoto Desuka. And that series is really making me question things because it's a Senen series, but I don't know who it was written for. I don't think it was written for men. Oh, interesting. Uh, so is that t- part you want me for what we're talking about? We're talking about that one. That only. The, the Wheel of Manga! Yes, friend, the Wheel of Manga. Except no substitute. And here's the best part. We have two more episodes with the second incarnation of the Wheel of Manga because the new one is finally here. It's coming in one week, and that's an actual chalk and leather wheel. So this is the last time we're going to hear this special one. And Scully, I could get a replacement for Scully, but Scully, it's been quite some time since we've used him. I think the last time we used Scully was episode 78. The original Wheel of Manga had a skull on it. For those who don't know, so the Wheel Manga is a prize wheel with 10 slots on. What we've done is we've assigned a manga to each of the slots. And we have some great stories, some horrible ones, and some amazing ones. So we're going to spin the wheel, and whenever number it lands on, that's what we're reviewing in the next episode. And just to let you guys know, since we're not going to cheat at all, the list is, number one, we have a series about a girl who lives in an apartment with a transvestite, and she's obsessed with jellyfish. Second, we have one about a dude who's crazy who doesn't realize that the JSDF are coming to invade Tokyo and that the dude who just got hit by a car who got back up, there's something wrong with him. There's something disturbingly wrong with him. Also, when his girlfriend tries to bite him and is actually all yellow and disgusting and not talking to him, he still doesn't realize something's wrong. After that, we have one where a guy, he sees a shootout and realizes it's a movie scene, gets kidnapped, and then they abduct him. And he becomes part of an arts team. Then after that, we got one story about a little green-haired girl who lives on an island to the left. We've got several stories about vampires. We've gotten one which is very weird, one about mutants, and then one which is going to be amazing because it's about a guy who's, uh, well, his nephew is older than him, and his nephew had to beat up a vampire who took that body of his great-grandfather and used it to come back to life after his great-grandfather decapitated him. The fuck? It sounds very weird it sounds bizarre it does so let us spin and see what we're going to review in the next episode number six sticks number six no sticks is a band which is amazing that's actually my workout music uh no but number six oh tokyo esp yes it is a all right a vertical ink title which if you go to bookstores you can find it good i will be sitting in barnes and noble reading this with my large latte uh, if anyone join please join me yes oh, wait. Uh, to all of our fans in germany and uk yes you could join her at at one of the barnes and nobles in a location because <laughs> we are uh, big in germany and england for some bizarre reason now off to- so with that in mind i think that's it for this episode so we'll see you guys next time we'll be made to work safely and let us know what's going on this is sam and jackie we're going to catch you next time
「理想を手